You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's uh, it's your boy Steve, once again for episode ninety-two of Cyber Time Bite. Um, 92 episodes, that's crazy. Um, I, I want to thank everyone for listening for all these 92 episodes. It's awesome, it's great, and it's pretty cool. But today, I'm having someone on I haven't had on my podcast, and God knows how long it's, forever it's been. Uh, I can actually look it up right now and tell you how long it's actually been. Um, let's see. Was it? I'm trying to remember if you were like the first year or the second year. <laughs> um, you're probably the second year. Uh, no, I want to get my facts right. I should have done this beforehand, but stupid me didn't, didn't use my brain and been like, "Hey, I, hey, Steven, you better uh, look up the photo before you press that record button, or else you're gonna look stupid in front in front of the microphone." And be like, <laughs> "Yeah." Probably you're probably right, brain. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, you were you're episode fifty three. <laughs> the first time I had you. <laughs> and here we are. What's that? It, I was just gonna say it's uh, it's been about fifty episodes, man. It's been that long, and yeah, fifty three episodes, and my God, here we are today. Um, <laughs> So uh, it's, uh, it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back on. Hey, thanks. So, um, so, so one thing I wanted to bring up that I that I was telling you about, like, um, remember when when you came out last time and we brought the idea of like, oh, the the Slice Brothers or whatever, where you'd be like two Italian guys, like one's New York and one's Chicago pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like you should take that. I you should take the idea of the pizza holder thing that you're that you're trainer gave you and just buy a bunch of them and be the be the slice brothers in one in one section of the country and just like pass those out <laughs> you know i mean that that may be that may work at some point well you never know wrestling's weird you, you may uh i may get a chance to do that at some point down the line but the uh the the master of the bear hug thing is is going pretty pretty good for me so far yeah, I mean it's a it's a great gimmick. I mean, I'm not there, there's no there's no like questioning that. It's a great gimmick. I mean, like because there's nothing there's nothing like that today, besides you besides you doing it. Um, but like, step us through everything that's happened between then and now, pretty much. Oh man, uh, so much. So let's see. That would have been what a year ago, right? Yeah, Pat. Yeah, like a year ago. So, uh, let's see. A, a year ago, I was uh, was just basically doing some shows here in in Chicago and across the country and in Florida, and um, just really starting to get the name out there and and make something out of out of Steve Michaels. And uh, since then, I've had a lot of amazing opportunities presented to me and and 
chances uh, in my career. I've um, I had a tryout with Impact Wrestling. I've um, I did some extra work with Impact. Um, I've been wrestling in more states. Uh, in I've wrestled out in Long Island. I've just uh, the last match I had was in Austin, Texas. Um, and uh, most importantly, I've uh, I've joined the Ohio Valley Wrestling roster uh, as one of their talents on their newly nationally syndicated uh, television show, uh, OVW Wrestling, uh, and that's that's a thrill to be signed to not just OVW but to be on a nationally televised wrestling program because not a lot of people get to say that yeah yeah because i remember no because before when we were talking before you said that at that time you're about to go to a match in puerto rico because you had the chance to to do a match with tommy dreamer but you had to turn it down because you had a match in puerto rico you had to you had to do so how'd that match in puerto rico go uh you know the 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 show in puerto rico went great um Ended up working a couple matches in Puerto Rico uh, for uh, a couple different promotions down there. Um, and Puerto, Puerto Rico is an amazing, amazing uh, island. And it's an amazing place to, to wrestle. You know, I mean, there's so much there's so much pro wrestling history there. And, uh, you know, I just I felt very very lucky to get the chance to to follow in the footsteps of some of the great wrestlers that have wrestled in Puerto Rico and to get a chance to to ply my craft in front of those crowds um uh, so so as you were saying um, as you're saying before that now you were now you're under contract with OVW which you probably noticed but they used to be the training facility for the Dota E before they sold them off and they became their own thing um do, do you think if they were still under like the Dota E umbrella as their training system that you would that that like that would have helped you get into Dota E if you if that was like the one that you wanted to go if Dota E was the place you wanted to go do you think that that they would have noticed you faster and put you through like to the main roster that way or do you think that um you would be down. You would be in OVW for a long time before they start to notice you because you because you're uh, getting your feet wet and all that. Well, I mean, you know, it's OVW is really kind of a an amazing. Uh, it's an amazing place because currently, or or they were. I'm not sure if, if uh, what's what's going on with it, but I I believe we. I know we were the developmental system for impact when I joined on with OVW and the roster there uh, is so deep and so talented uh, there's so many great guys there that are everywhere from from newer wrestlers that are just kind of starting out to guys that have been wrestling for 20-25 years uh, and have made a name for themselves and are our stars there at, at OVW now and people that have been at OVW for 
you know, 15 years who have seen all these names come through there. Um, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, just like a, a microcosm of what professional wrestling is. And I honestly, I mean, yeah, of, of, of course, if they were the, still the WWE developmental system, uh, the eyes would be on me there. I know. And as the, a part of the impact developmental system, um, impact was always watching our shows and our matches. So impacts eyes were always on me and on the rest of the roster. So yeah, I mean, it it definitely, it definitely helps with getting to that, that next level. But as OVW, as a promotion and a a company has evolved, um, it's, it's become its own national promotion now. So it doesn't, it, it gives that platform that uh, that everybody wants to have. You know, I mean, we're we're being shown in, I think, combined like 51 million households across the U.S. and Canada, uh, U.S., uh, Puerto Rico, uh, and Canada, I believe. That's that's pretty cool, actually. Um, getting the now they're in the national nationwide view of space on television um does does deep south still exist or do they go under in the way of ovw uh i i am not sure i haven't i haven't heard of them uh in quite a bit so i i i don't think they they exist anymore have um now, now that you work for ovw like like are, are you real are you starting to realize that like that like um <sighs> There's like some hidden gems that you didn't know, like like um like because you know John Cena went through there, Batista went through there, Randy Orton went through there, but like like have you like watched like the past OVW stuff and been like and been like hey I didn't know like he went through here and then went there like what, did you ever had that situation? You know, uh, there's there's so many people that that have gone through OVW that it's it's pretty hard it's pretty easy to forget some of the names, you know? I mean, when you walk into the main locker room area of OVW, along the walls are all of the the impact and WWE headshots uh, and promo photos of all of these guys and, and, and girls that have made it. You know, there's, obviously, there's photos of Cena and, and Lesnar and... Orton and Batista, but there's photos of like CM Punk and The Miz and John Morrison and uh, I, I think Victoria's photos up there and uh, ODB is up there. Like so many people have have passed through those that locker room and have wrestled in that ring. Uh, and when you you enter the Davis Arena down in Louisville it's you just get this feeling of history mm-hmm. you know you know as a you know I'm, I'm I just turned 33 and you know I remember those days of of ruthless aggression you know and uh, you're familiar with that that famous class of wrestlers that came out of there with 
you know, with Nick Dinsmore and, and those guys. And now to when you walk in and you see this building, which is essentially pretty much unchanged since then, um, you, you kind of, it's, it's a very humbling feeling to know that you get to, to enter that same ring and, and change in the same locker rooms. And, you know, um, it, it's a very special place and, and it's, it's pretty humbling, honestly. I mean, like, I mean, they, they got to make room. They got, they got, they got to put a picture up there or one certain Chicago bear hug one day. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the goal, you know? And I, I think that's one of the reasons why it's up, why all those photos are up there on the wall, you know? So you can see the dozens and dozens of dozens of people that have, and wrestlers that have made it and have, have been where I am and, and where that locker room is and have been able to take it to that next level and make their millions and, and, you know, do and live the dream. And OVW is, has, is giving me that platform now to become a, a superstar, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think OVW's time is, is now. Um, they're they're doing a lot of moves thanks to uh, Al Snow and, and Chad who you know there's the guys that run that place they they've been working so hard behind the scenes along with all the staff uh, just to make it this premier promotion um, and it's really cool to to now be a part of that and to to be witnessing it firsthand and and to say that I was there. So, so um, after you go through OVW for as long as you as you're wanting to, um, all right. When it when it comes to like the next step, like after you're done with your run OVW, you need to everything you can do there, and it's time to make that next step. Um, when it comes to like going to a bigger promotion, what which one would you? personally like to go to would you personally like to go to dota or would you personally want to go to aew or impact or you know where where would you personally like to be you know i honestly and you know I, i'll be completely honest i'm i'm happy with where i am currently at ovw um i think they're i think they're making a lot of of moves to make themselves uh a premier company that you can say in the same breath as AEW or WWE. Um, but you know, if, you know, once my, my time in OVW is up, uh, whenever that is, hopefully it's not for a long, long, long time. Um, you know, I, I would happily go over to AEW. I know people over there. Um, I would happily go to WWE. I've got a lot of friends over there too. Um, you know, it's, they, they all have their advantages and they all have their disadvantages and it it really all depends on where I'm at at that stage of life, you know, and, and, and in my career, what would make the most sense for me? You know, it's wrestling's odd in that you can't, you know, most jobs have a linear kind of upward slope where, you know, okay, well, you know, after this, then my next goal is to be assistant manager and then manager. And 
with wrestling, I, it's harder to say, you know, well, you know, maybe, maybe in five years time, I'll, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully in five years, uh, OVW will, will be on, you know, like TNT or something like that. Um, and they'll have that major super national exposure, uh, or, you know, and maybe that's what, what will be good for me. Or maybe it will be one of those things where I'm like, okay, I, I don't feel like doing a, a WWE travel schedule, but, oh, you know, AEW is looking good or it really all depends. It's, it's hard to foresee the future in wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, um, so like, what what so being in OVW right now? What is the what is your favorite moment that you that you've done? So I mean like I mean like I please you got you have to um, excuse my facts about OVW because I haven't watched it like I I haven't really watched it and so I don't so I don't know what you have done since you've gone there to right now. I see bits and pieces. I saw a promo that you did there, but like I haven't seen like a match or anything yet. But um, even though I should, but um. What what is your what is your favorite moment that that you that that you um how many word that you have had since being in OVW? Well, I mean, obviously that first match is always a huge kind of a moment. You know, it's it's debuting in in a place that you've watched and have DVDs of from you know when you were a fan. Um, so that's, that's a memorable moment for me. Um, making that debut and, and letting that debut, it was a dark match. Um, but letting that, having that debut be a win, uh, was huge for me. Um, I've, my first, uh, televised match that I appeared in was a, gauntlet match for their television title um which is huge you know to make a a tv debut and a title match is a big deal um and i'll i'll never forget that and that opportunity uh but more recently we did a a mat i had a match in a uh uh it was a a private event that uh had paid OVW to, to show up and, and put on a show for them um, at this uh, I think it was a, a church a church function like a, a men's retreat mm-hmm. and there were I think there were like 2,000 people there like 1,800, 2,000 people um, and the ring was set up on the ground floor and then there was it was all standing room only and people there was a big balcony above and everyone is just kind of standing you know looking down it was a very kind of a a coliseum kind of feel um it actually reminded me a lot of if you remember the first episode of nitro when they were in the mall of america um everyone's kind of standing around and then everybody's looking over the balconies at all of them and it's just this it's this kind of amazing visual and that's what it felt like um, and that was a, a really kind of a an amazing moment and a, a great chance to to wrestle for you know all those fans down in Kentucky that that were into it and uh, I, honestly I, I can't say I've had a single bad moment or a moment that I've really 
really been unhappy about in OVW. It's, you know, it's, again, it's a great place to work. It's to learn from Al Snow. You know, I've, growing up, I've, I watched Al and, um, you know, you, a lot of people remember him as, you know, the kind of the, the comic relief uh, to foil to Mick Foley or uh, his, his amazing European title run. Uh, which I find hilarious. Um, but yeah. he's such a great mind in the business, and he helped train so many of those guys um, in WWE at the t- at that time. And, um, to now be able to go into his office, um, talk to him on a have have a first name basis, and and kind of learn from him what can make me better as a wrestler is probably some of the best stuff. Um, and best moments I can have uh, is just learning from such a a mind like his. Because you know, a lot of people say it, and uh, until you actually like start watching his matches, and you, you at, with this in mind, the man has never had a bad match. Al Snow has never had a bad match in his career, and that's something that like no one can say. But he's got such a good mind for the business. Uh, and he's such an underrated mind for the business that just to be able to sit there and talk to him and, and be like, okay, well, why does, why do we do this and have him very matter of fact, explain it to you, um, is um, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Because like, cause so like to someone like me, who's like looking at as a fan and not someone who actually like knows him and like, you know, like you do, like you, like you, like since you're in the business and you know him, you got to know him and all that stuff. Like you can look at his matches and be like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But to someone like me, you know, who, who just looks at it as a fan, I mean, like after talking to you about how great his matches were, I mean, like it, once you like, once people like, no facts like that about it. You can look back at these matches. I mean, like, yeah, maybe he got his leg chopped off by a dog in a in a kennel match or whatever that match was called. <laughs> but but he worked that thing like he worked that thing like no other, and no one else could do what he could have done in that match. So it, it, exactly, and and that's I think that's the whole point. Is a lot of people, you know, they remember him for head, and they remember him, you know, for the for for talking to the mannequin head and. And making that, you know, that like that was his thing, that was his gimmick. But like, if like if you actually watch his matches, they're they're, they're so uh, they're so well put together, um, and they're they're believable. All of his matches, uh, even if it's like you said, the kennel from hell match, um, like they're believable. His his role in the match makes everything believable. Um, and I, I appreciate it so much. And, you know, um, it's, it's just, it's honestly, it's, it's an honor to learn from him. Cause I, I, I was a fan of his as a kid growing up, you know, I mean, I have, you know, I have his action figures. Like it's weird. That's the, that's for me. That's, that's one of the weird things is, you know, growing up, you have some of these guys as action figures and now I'm, I'm sitting in his office and he knows my name and I, you know, and, and, you know, I've met his wife and, and we've, you know, yeah. like to know these people um, and to now be learning from them is is such a it's such an honor. It really is. 
does uh um they when have did, they don't have the rights to your to your wrestling name do you do they i mean like i i don't i mean like i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not trying to assume like steve michaels steve michaels is your real name i mean like but like but i'm saying like do they have rights to the steve michaels name or do you own the steve michaels name or you can use it wherever you want yeah i mean i uh i've been smart enough to uh trademark the steve michaels name uh so i i own steve michaels um so that's that's one of those things that they you know uh that can't be taken away from me so i'm i'm still steve michaels wherever wherever i go did um did did ovw ever like ever like when you stepped into that building for the first time and started working for them were they like hey you should try this they would get you over faster you know like have they ever tried to give you like things to get you over faster uh yeah i mean they've obviously you know i mean it's it's very similar in production to like the way like wwe or AEW would work where there's there's producers in the back and there's there's um you've got a full production crew and and you know then you've got the the boss al on at the very top and and everything kind of comes down from him uh so i mean they they watch everything and they're they've got the monitors in the back so once you come to the back it's like hey that was great this was good you know maybe if you do this or change this up or maybe if you try this you know i mean it, they're they're doing what they can to uh to help to make their product better and to make me better which makes their product better mm-hmm. um so yeah, I mean they've they've definitely given me given me some advice on match to match basis on on things to to do, which you know is always appreciated. What was the the weirdest thing they told you? Like, had, had they ever tell you like, hey, walk up to this guy over here and just and just like, I'm not I'm not saying slap him in the face because they probably would never tell you that, but like, but like like hey, walk up to this guy and like. Like take it, take his drink, and just like throw it in his face. Like, had he ever done anything like that, or something similar to that? No, no. I mean, it's it's such a everything is is very professional down there. You know, I mean, it's it's very much business, and um, I've become friends with a lot of the guys down there, and so you know, maybe I'm in the ring, and I'll. I'll say something to a guy who I'm tagging with or something just to, you know, just to have a little fun with them in the ring. But I mean, they haven't, there, there's never been anything like, you know, like disrespectful or, or anything like that ever. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like they would tell you that if you're trying to be like, I, I don't know if you're, he, are you heel there? Yeah. Down there? Yeah. So like, so like, I, I feel like they would like tell you stuff like that if you're trying to be like an, an over heel, but I, but I see they're trying to take the heel perspective more like of a more of a serious heel sort of role where you're not like oh like oh i'm gonna like i'm gonna take like your popcorn and shove it in your mouth and like you're gonna like it and like stuff like that it's like you're like you're verbally telling everyone to you know to shut up and watch me you know yeah i mean and and you know sometimes there may be a time where um there may be something where i'm like hey i'm you know but 
I, it's usually between between us. Like that's uh, not usually coming down from the top. If if I want to, you know, um, you know, like gouge somebody's eye in a match, or, or just you know do something like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've we've got a an athletic commission down there in Kentucky, which which kind of limits some of the stuff we can do, and um, and you know, kind of kind of protects everybody. But um, what where you where you do better? Where you like working better, a face or a heel? Do you like um, which which one do you like doing better? No, I mean, I I love I love being a heel, man. Like, there's there's nothing better than uh being able to be a dick and get paid for it like i mean that's that's the like that's the kind of the fun reality of it it's like i get to be a jerk and then like okay cool thanks here's your money like that's awesome like it's it's fun has there has there ever been uh when when you've been when you were cutting a promo in the ring or even backstage have when you're um when you're thinking about it like like I don't know if they tell. I don't know if they do they tell. Do they tell you what to say, or do they let you like say what you want to say first? Uh, yeah. I mean, usually I I kind of get to say what I want to say. I may get I may get some talking points like you need to make sure you you mention this or you make sure you you know you uh, you mention this upcoming show or or you get this this point across. But uh, I really get to pretty much say whatever I want to say. Which so, I appreciate. I love the creative freedom. Yeah. So I mean, like, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask then, like, have, have you ever like wrote something down or thought of something to say, but like you actually go, you actually go to say it, but it actually sounded better in your head than how it came out. Oh yeah, all the time. Absolutely, all the, all, all the time. Um, I'm, I'm one of those guys, and I, I think it frustrates some people, um, but I'm. I I know a lot of guys that write down all their promos and do every and have it all laid out ahead of time and and that there's nothing wrong with that. I I can't do that though. Um I need I kind of everything I say is just kind of off the hip um and is off the top of my head and uh yeah, I mean sometimes in my head when I'm going through something I'm like yeah, this is going to sound really good and then when I say it I'm like, "Oh, that was terrible." But you you just got to kind of keep going because, you know, especially if it's a, a live in ring promo. Um, and even if it's, you know, the backstage, you know, taped stuff, um, time is valuable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't, I might may say something and it may, may not hit in as well as I wanted it to, but it doesn't take away from everything else I said. So I may not get a chance to redo it. You know, because uh, yeah. they've got three other guys whose stuff they've got to film all within the next, you know, forty minutes. Do you, do you, is there anything that you remember uh, that you that you remember saying that you that you can like recite right now that like that was like oh man that I, like you know like wish that you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, off the top of my head, I I don't have anything in particular. Um, that I can think of, but I know, I know it, it happens pretty frequently. Um, I wouldn't say pretty frequently, but I would say it definitely does happen. And I, I know for a fact there've been times where I've been in the ring and I said something that's like, ah, I should have said, I, I, I misworded it or I, you know, 
that didn't that didn't that wasn't as pointed as I wanted it to be uh, in my head. Um, or I didn't deliver it just quite right, so it doesn't it doesn't hit as as well. But I mean, it happens, and it it kind of sucks. But you know, I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. you deal with it, you move on, and there's not much you can do. No, uh, if I if I can if I can give you something like um, I don't know if you want to use this or not, but if I can give you like a like um some some material. Um, if you guys ever like do a show in Kentucky, like if you guys like do an OVW taping in Kentucky or something at some point, um, or you're just down there doing a live event and you're just got cut a promo somehow, but, um, you should bring up, you should, uh, bring up the fact that like, you know, K- KFC, you know, Kentucky fried chicken is big down there. And so like, you should say, yeah. you should say like, like while all of you people down here are eating your Kentucky fried chicken with your stale, terrible biscuits, you should watch real town in this ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Like, uh, I don't, I don't get a lot of chances to to cut stuff in the ring, but I'll remember that, man. Yeah, I thought, I thought I would get, I thought I would give you the idea because their biscuits suck. Honestly, <laughs> that's just me. I don't <laughs> like their biscuits. <laughs> so if I was a heel and I was doing something in Kentucky, I would bring up that fact. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, OVW has been running uh, in Louisville for, you know, since their inception. You know, I mean, they've they're based out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky, at the Davis Arena, and we run there every. Well, when when we're not in lockdown, we run there every Tuesday night, um, and do do a live TV taping, um, which airs. Well, that one airs live on uh, locally that night. We have an hour-long show on local television, which then gets uh, minor edits, and then will is now put nationally on YouTube America, um, and that's our our nationally our national show. Um, and then there's a we have a secondary show called OVW Overdrive which um, is a secondary show similar to um, the old Superstars show mm-hmm. uh, it's very similar in format to that um, where we've got we've got some talking head parts that, that advance storylines and at, at the same time um, you know you get, you get three really solid matches um, as well on those shows and the announcers there are are phenomenal. Um, I I can't can't give those those guys bigger props. Yeah, because um, because like I want I also want to ask is that um while you're like if if this whole thing wasn't going on this whole virus thing wasn't happening right now um, but. When you're not doing television, are you, did it, do you just fly back home here, back to home, until you gotta fly back to do television? Yeah. So uh, basically, I uh, I'm down in I'm down in Louisville every Tuesday, um, every Tuesday afternoon and night, um, filming, uh, doing the the live OVW show. Um, I drive down there. It's, it's only about a four-hour drive, four and a half-hour drive 
drive down there. I'll drive back either that night or the next morning. Um, and then I've got Wednesday, Thursday free and then whatever additional um, independent bookings I want to I want to do uh, or I can do the OVW house shows uh, depending on on where I'm where I'm booked or and when I'm booked well yeah but like knowing that you're under OVW contract I mean when do you want to just like I mean not saying don't take up don't take any of your bookings out because now you're under contract with them but like when you when you want to just like now that you're in now you're in this mindset of like I'm with OVW. I'm gonna do their TV show and I'm gonna do all their house shows to get exposure from them. You know. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, look, I I if OVW needs me at a show, I'm I'm at the OVW show. But they've OV, they've got such a a deep roster, um, and they've they've got their own um, training center now uh, called the Al Snow Wrestling Academy, and it's actually. Uh, it's the first state accredited school for professional wrestling in the world. Um, so once you complete it, um, you get um, CPW can officially be put at the end of your name as a title for certified professional wrestler. Um, and you're recognized by the state as an official like legally as a professional it's really kind of it's amazing that's cool um, but they no they've they've got such a deep roster that i i don't they don't need me at every show um so i'm able to to still take bookings across the country which um which i like because i'm still able to get my name out there more and um ovw likes it because then that that gets one of their stars out there more and uh it's it's really good for everyone is um the it is there a promo is there a promotion then um outside of ovw that you would love to work i mean like i don't know if you worked AEW, like aaw the local chicago promotion that's the higher end one but like is what what is like that or promotion or that or or what other independent promotion would you like to work the most? Man, um, you know, there's there's so many great promotions across the country. Um, it, it, it's gonna sound like a cop out, and I, I get it, but uh, I I want to work for everybody. You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't. The way I look at it is every wrestling you can only get better by wrestling different opponents and the more places i wrestle the more places i work the more different wrestlers that i work um the better it is for me now i would i would love to go overseas and wrestle for you know a place like progress um i think that would be that that's a personal goal you know to work over in Japan uh, for New Japan is a massive personal goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would love to. I would a, a big personal dream of mine is to to get a, an opportunity to wrestle in Japan. Um, 
to wrestle in in the the UK. You know, I mean, those those are the places I'd love to work. You know. Yeah. How about uh, how about Irish whip wrestling? Uh, where's that one at? I'm not not entirely familiar. I think I think they're in. I'm not sure where in Ireland they are, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I didn't really do like, like I know they exist, but I think they're in like Dublin. I think. I think they're in okay. Dublin. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, I'm, I'll, I have no problem traveling. I got, I've got my passport. I'll, uh, I'll travel and I'll, I'll travel the world. It doesn't matter to me, man. Like, I, the more people who I wrestle, the better it is for me. So, uh, and I think the better it is in general. Yeah, I mean, like, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent overseas over there. I mean, like, you know, like, there's the British, there's the British wrestling scene, the Jap, obviously, the huge Japanese wrestling scene, the, like, like, every, every country across, overseas, well, I mean, America has a really strong wrestling community, too, but, like, you know, Europe is where it's at when it comes to the wrestling scene, almost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I think, I think the UK and, and Europe is, has really got a lot of stuff going from right now. Germany's got some stuff popping up. Um, Australia's got a heck of a scene right now. Um, and I, w- I would love to go to Australia and work, work some of those guys. Um, and, uh, shout out to my buddy EC diamond out there. He's a, he's a hell of a worker, um, out in, out in Australia. Um, but like I mean there's just there's just so much going on in wrestling right now and I think I think the the advent of AEW and um, the internet shining more light on New Japan uh, places like that have and the like the independent wrestling TV have made um, have have made the the wrestling fans see that there's wrestling everywhere uh and it's it shine lights on a, a lot of these guys that arguably wouldn't have the light shined on them as much um at least here in america um and so i'm, I'm really kind of kind of grateful for that yeah because um i i i, I hold on um no sorry i just had to reword it um <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had the chance or ever been given the opportunity to ever verse David Arquette? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I heard I heard that he he uh, there was talk of him possibly at some point coming into OVW, but that just never panned out for whatever reason. Um, but no, I've I've never had the chance to work him. But I mean, he's a former WCW champion, so of course, I mean, I'd love to, you know, wrestle it former WCW champion. I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not really, um, no, I don't think, I don't think his highlights really being, I mean, his big highlights, yeah, you know, like he was a celebrity, came in and won the championship and everyone hated him for it, but then he made the comeback and now everyone started to love him because he's actually legit trying this time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he was doing a, a documentary about it and that's why, why he was doing his big comeback, um, is for this like, you know, wrestling documentary. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I would, I would wrestle him. I, I'm, I, I'm not adverse. I'm not adverse to wrestling anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, again, it all comes back to everybody's got a different style. You know, everybody's got a, a different personal viewpoint 
as to you know where they're coming from with the business. So, of course, I, I would I'd wrestle in a second. I um I remember when uh, we were talking last time. I brought up on that that Freddie Mercurio guy, the Freddie Mercury that wrestles these days. Yeah, yeah, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he's it. That's that's some that's some. He's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know where he got it from, but he's pretty good. Pretty much. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good gimmick, man. It's a real good gimmick. I dig it. Did uh, Did you see the wrestling Michael Jackson in Brazil? I have, yeah, I've I've seen that. Like that's see, like wrestling is it's in this weird spot where you're able to try like you're able to try like odd and like somewhat ridiculous things now, uh, and there's a spot for it. There's a spot for it now, you know, um, you know, it, it, regardless of if if it's you know wrestling. Um, the, the wrestling Michael Jackson or if it's, you know, the doing, you know, working smarter and having a, a the the dick flip as your finish. Like like that's there's a place for all of it now. And I think that's that's really kind of one of the positives about this whole new new era in professional wrestling. Do you um do you think do you think that like um you would ever like do like a special thing for like your birthday where you like you had like a birthday Royal Rumble and you have you and like all your friends just come like do like a, a special Royal Rumble just for your birthday? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, look, my birthday is is right around WrestleMania season. Um, so, I mean, if look, if someone is is willing to give me the ring and, and willing to give me the the money to do it. Uh, and to to put on a show, I I would happily, I would love to do it, and not like. I wouldn't want to do one of those things where it's, it, all it does is get me over, you know. Uh, I would want to do a show that puts everyone else over and shines some light on guys that that may not have the spotlight on them, you know. I I think there's a a lot of guys on the independent scene right now that are good workers that are strong workers. Um, but they just don't, they haven't had the opportunity given to them yet for one reason or another. Uh, and if I was given a chance to, to book a show and to, uh, put together, a a card of, you know, seven, eight matches. Uh, those are the guys who I would put on it. I feel, um, I feel like the best, like, if you were to do that, I feel like it'd be so cool. Like, like if you're a heel, like if you're doing it and you're a heel and everyone knows you for a heel, um, you do everything that you just said, but except at the end, but except you, like, I don't know if you would make yourself the main event or whatever, but whatever part you come out at, um, you should just be like, yeah, everyone on this show is pretty good and I support how good they are, but Maybe maybe there's nothing like me out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and for me, in reality, like I would, I'd probably just put myself in like a tag match at the start of the show. Like, if I'm doing it, I don't want my name is going to be on the show anyway. I, the, you don't have to put me in the main event. Like, I want I want to help make other guys that wouldn't be at that level 
you know, mm-hmm. like that that wouldn't have their name on the show. So I mean, there's there's uh, there's guys down in in OVW like Tony Bizzo and Luscious Lawrence that should have the eyes of the world on them, um, but they don't have it on them yet. It's gonna happen. I can guarantee you right now, those two names I told you, they'll have the eyes on of the world on them at, at some point, uh, pretty soon. But these are guys that deserve to have the those those spotlight moments, and those are those are the type of people that I put on my show. You know, like I want to get other people over. Because um, I, I actually, I, I if I can if I can uh, throw this out there, um, I had a guy in my podcast in the past who. Do, who who books who books a wrestling show every single year for uh, to raise money for cancer, and he's always looking for guys like always that work to work his show. I can I can if you want me to I can slide your name in there and, and see if you would be interested in working his uh, fighting for a cure. Crazy. Yeah, I mean uh, I'm I'm always down for that, especially like charity shows. Um, I'm starting to work with a. Um, there's a an event down in in Joliet, Illinois. Um, that's a like a family fun fest event um, for like I think it's for like lower income families and that. Um, but I appeared on their show. Um, I appeared at their fun fest doing a meet and greet last year because uh, I met the the guy that runs the whole thing by happenstance on a a flight to Orlando. We were seen next to each other. We started talking and one thing led to another. Uh, but there's, I might be getting an opportunity this year to put on a, you know, four or five matches for this guy and for this, this fun fest. So I may, may get a chance to, to book a couple of these guys that I've been wanting to book and, and get some exposure. So we'll see. Yeah. Because this, um, I don't know when he's doing it, uh, but like, but it's down in Florida, so I know I know if, when if you have the time or you or it if it's right place, right time, and it just happens to work out, then there it is. Just yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, once once we're off the air, shoot me that info, and uh, and we can we can figure it out, and and I'll I'll always you know I'm always happy to to help out a charity event. Um, what is the uh, every wrestler has this story. What's the highest crowd you 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 competed in front of, and what's the lowest you ever competed in front of? Uh, I mean the the highest was probably that um, that show I mentioned in front of like two thousand people um, for OVW. Um, that was something it was literally just to see of people um around the ring just having a good time and um i was the opener that night for that show uh and i wrestled i wrestled that guy that i mentioned earlier luscious lawrence uh we went out there we worked like 10 minutes i think put on a a good fun match um and that was that was a blast uh and the lowest crowd I've ever worked for was if we're talking about paid attendance it was like a paid attendance of like 
one. One? Uh, it was a paid attendance of like, it was, and and I think that's even arguable. Um, it was either zero or one, and there's some debate as to whether or not that one was actually a paid. Um, there were a lot of people in this building um, for this show, but there there was a paid attendance of one. And that was, um, that whole thing was a train wreck, but yeah, I mean, it happens, you know, sometimes, you know, different factors happen and and sometimes you're not in front of a great crowd, but you, you still do everything you can and you put on the best match you can. Now, now I know it's kind of a bad time to do this because because virus. But like, if you really wanted to, this is the perfect time for you to do an empty arena match. If you really wanted to do one, <laughs> well, you know, in in reality, um, I, I there may be a a lot more. I think a lot of people are do, are being you know I know AEW is being forced to do empty arena shows and WWE is being forced to do empty arena shows and um, currently OVW is on hiatus until may um at least uh due to the kentucky athletic commission uh putting a stop on um boxing and wrestling events but that may change you know i mean this this whole thing's in such flux right now that you know from week to week and day to day you you really never know what's going on so We'll see. I'm, I'm, they may open it up to us being able to do um, shows with no no crowds, but I think uh, I think a lot of us us indie guys have work shows with no crowds anyway, so we're we'll be able to to adjust just fine to that. Because no, because if because I feel like like with I mean knowing that you're an actually competitor and I'm just a fan and I never did a match ever in my life. Um, for for your side of things, when you do an empty, if you were to do an empty arena match and you did all like your stuff and you did all your things and all that, like would it feel weird when like if you like do like your highest done move or your highest pop that gives you the highest pop and then you do it and then there's no reaction? It's like man, this damn this feels strange. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's definitely odd. I mean it, it would have a probably more of a a training exhibition type feel to it. But I mean, I think everybody at, at training has, has wrestled full matches, uh, in front of no crowds. You know, we've done training in empty gyms and empty, uh, warehouses and, and stuff in front of just our own peers. And so I, I think in reality, it probably wouldn't be that much different than, you know, Okay, here comes a big slam. Boom! Just that goes. There's no real response because you know there's no one there. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely an, a different dynamic than most of us are used to. But um, I don't I don't think it would be super tough to adjust. Yeah, because 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 you gotta remember when the camera's on you, you gotta still look angry and yell at the chairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. It's all it's all it's all a completely different dynamic because I mean you don't have the the crowd to play off of you don't have the crowd to taunt you don't have the the crowd to talk to it's it's an empty arena and they can hear everything you're saying and and it's you gotta you gotta kind of up your 
your vocals and, and everything and a lot of, of the technical stuff changes but um the the general basics of the match stays the same yeah because because for because before this whole thing hit i i was so like 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 i was so like into wanting like oh they should do the empty arena match again like you know it hasn't been done since Rocking mankind in 99 but now now the whole thing hit and i'm getting it all the time and now now i'm just like it's cool but like don't let it go too long (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely odd um it's odd to watch it i mean i watched like i think pretty much everybody else i watched wrestlemania um and it was definitely odd to to watch an empty wrestlemania um but at the same time, you know, in, in this time where, you know, we don't have baseball, we don't have hockey, we don't have basketball, we don't have, you know, all, you know, racing, like all the things that we're used to, we don't have anymore. So I appreciate the fact that AEW and WWE are going on with the show and are putting on events to give entertainment to the world that we're not getting anywhere else. Um, and I think I give them a lot of credit cause they're, they're in a position right now to do something special and do something different to, to kind of be a positive in society and help people forget for a couple hours every Monday or Friday and Wednesday. And that's what, exactly what they're doing. So my hat's off to, to all those guys. Do you think it's safe though? Because you know they say social distancing six feet apart. You know i I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know what kind of health and safety procedures they've got going on, and I, I don't want to speculate. And um, I've got to assume that they're doing their due diligence to keep everyone safe. Um, that they're doing, you know. Uh, checking for checking temperatures and things like that before each show. I've, I've got to assume that that's what's going on. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, if you're, you know, at least for me, I've, I've been in my house for the past about three weeks now. So, and I haven't had any interaction with anyone else. So I know that if I'm, if that's what everyone else is doing, then I would feel more comfortable wrestling somebody, you know, on the show if I know everybody else is is taking things serious and, and just staying home and and trying to do their part to to stay inside and, and keep everyone else healthy. Yeah, because it's just I mean like I don't know, I mean like I, I, that boneyard match, I mean like I know the world's buzzing about that right now, but I, like with this virus going around, I mean like he was like cutting himself open, rolling on the dirt. I mean, that's like that's like the most germiest thing ever. <laughs> Who knows? He may be caught by the end of that match. Who knows? Yeah, do you know what? I I gotta say, I all of WrestleMania, my two favorite matches, and I it's probably the same with everybody else. It was the Boneyard and the um, the Firefly Funhouse match. Um, but I mean, you you've got to do what you you've got to do and again it's it's wrestlemania so you know if if i at wrestlemania that's what you got to do 
then that's what you got to do. And, and Undertaker's, you know, he's the epitome of professional and, and, you know, he knows what he's doing. He knows he's doing what he thinks is for the good of, of the business. And I, I, I wouldn't be one to disagree with that. Yeah. Because, because, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they were, you know, playing it safe, obviously when they were do, when they were reciting it all out to the camera and like, you know, they were, they were trying to play it safe as much as they could with all that dirt and all that stuff. But, um, I'm sure they're okay. Like I'm pretty sure AJ and Undertaker. I'm pretty sure their health, their health is all right. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure they're they're all fine. And it, it's, you know, it, even now I know WWE just you know, all they did is they they filmed a bunch of stuff and put it in the cans so that they, you know, because they're now you know the performance centers now now on lockdown due to that being in Orlando and. You know they they can't make any more shows. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's all just it's all kind of interesting right now. I wait with the with the performance center being locked down. I'm surprised they're able to still do Raw and SmackDown and all that stuff. I'm surprised they're just not doing like highlight reels or playing like old episodes just to just to you know make the time go by until they have to until they can come back and actually do it live again. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think they they need to keep doing live like well not live shows, but I, I think they have to keep doing new episodes as long as they can, which is why I you know they did you know from what I've heard they have done a bunch of episodes and just kind of put them in the can and 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 had them have them available so they can you know be good for the next month. Like like pre like pre record for the whole for like the whole month until they can yeah that's that's what I heard they did um, is that they they just pre recorded shows for the the rest of the month so that they can they can get through and then hopefully by then it's you know it's all done with and if not then they've they've got to figure something else out but I I always wondered how's the Wisconsin wrestling scene like is the are they is the scene up there good, or is it like it's Wisconsin? You know how it is. You know stuff. Like that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look, there's there's some really good wrestlers up in, up in the Wisconsin area. Um, I haven't had many opportunities to wrestle up in Wisconsin, um, but I mean, I wrestled. Um, I think I've only wrestled two shows up in Wisconsin. Um. And they've all, you know, they've both been been decent experiences. Um, the, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, wrestling is different everywhere. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna talk negatively about any any place I've ever I've ever worked. You know. Yeah. No, it'd be it'd be like no, it brought like um, like it'd be funny if one of the shows up there was called like, like find for the cheddar. Well, I mean, I think I think they've got uh, Frozen Tundra Wrestling is up there and, um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, there are places that that play around with the, you know, the nature of of Wisconsin in general. The stereotypes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if there's a if there's a wrestler based on the Green Head Green Bay Packers who wears like the cheese head and the jersey and the paint and all that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean there probably is somewhere somewhere up north in Wisconsin. Uh I haven't seen him if there is though. Oh man, well we've been we've been going for an hour and three minutes, man. Oh wow. Yeah, this has been fun though, man. It's it's been good to uh it's been good to catch up and, and talk to you and, and to do this uh to do this show again. Is there uh I, I, I'm just wondering. It's not like I had ran out of questions or anything, but like I wanna ask if you have any if there's anything you wanted to ask me this whole time if you did. No, I mean I've uh, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I I really do. It's uh, I know I've been trying to to figure this out and, and trying to get this this nailed down for a little bit for a little bit here. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad we we got uh, we connected on this. Yeah, it was a, it was great. It was such a great experience. Um, let me do. Uh, I'll, I'll do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, thank you everyone for listening to episode. What did I say it was? <laughs> Oops. 92. Yeah, episode 92 of Cyber Time Bite, everyone. Um, I want I want to let you all know that you can that you can uh, check me out on Facebook at Cyber Time Bite. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Nostalgia Vant. Um, buy my merchandise at Redbubble.com under Crash Steven Gear because I'm not in pro wrestling tees like my man over here, but. <laughs> You know, you know that you know that would be cool, but I'm not a wrestler, so I can't be on there. Um, yeah, yeah. Pick up my Spork T-shirt, where you can, where even you know that the Spork is the most powerful of them all, and you'll enjoy it and you'll love it. Um, how about uh? And for you, you want to share your social medias and have people know where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, at Chicago Bear Hug. Um, so it'd be facebook.com slash Chicago Bear Hug. And then at Chicago Bear Hug on Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, buy a couple of my t-shirts from prowrestlingtees.com slash Chicago Bear Hug. I like to try and keep it easy and simple so uh, people don't forget. Um, and then uh, this is this is new. Um you can, um, if you go to collarandelbow.com uh, on their website um, and use the promo code BEARHUG, you can get a discount on all your merchandise there. Uh, I'm now one of their brand ambassadors. And then, um, if, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to, can I, can I plug uh, the OVW show? Yeah, go the, right ahead. The national TV show? Go ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, so, it is on... Let me pull the exact date uh, info here. It is on the channel U2 America. Y-O-U-T-O-O. Uh, it airs at midnight uh, Eastern, 11 Central. And that's every Friday... Um, it's also available on Roku and, uh, Time Warner, Mediacom, Suddenlink all have 
U to America on it, and it's all. And OVW is also available on via the Binge app and on uh, Amazon Fire Stick. So you can uh, check out old episodes and uh, the new current episodes every uh, every Friday when they get released nationally. And I got I got to do the stick. And how much is it? Is it for all of this? Uh, the actually the OVW Network app is, I believe, it's like nine ninety nine. Oh, I, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say, well, like, well, actually, it's free. And I was going like, it's free, everybody. The the, o, the official OVW app uh, is nine ninety nine, but but you get access to all of their old the old episodes. Um, and, but all the other apps, the 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 binge app, all that stuff, completely free. So if you go on binge, use the binge app, uh, we're featured heavily on there, and OVW episodes uh, and OVW Overdrive episodes are all free. That that that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Well, you heard from the man himself. You can you can go check you can go check him out on all those things. Buy his merch. Follow him on social media. This guy's the man. He's he's. You know he's basically the hometown, the hometown boy of of the Chicago land. So check him out; it'd be awesome. And for this podcast, at least, um, I hope all of you have a great and fantastic day. Have a good one.